I know I called you and told you this the other day, but I got to get it on the pod, okay? So I'm going to repeat a story right now. Feel free to pretend like it's the first time you heard it. Go ahead. Friend of the show, Nicole, grew up where the Night Stalker was doing all his sh- in the 80s in Los Angeles, like Pasadena area. So much so that her school was closed while they were looking for him. Like they sent kids home and said, we got to find this guy. We got to get him off the streets. And so like school was off, like it was a snow day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Was that necessary? I don't know, because like my first question was, why would they send everyone home? Because that's his stomping ground. Like his whole thing was crawling in through windows. At night at people's homes. Yeah. And so why would they send everybody home? It seems silly, but I don't know. I just, I'd never heard of schools being canceled because there's a killer on the loose. That's pretty cool. Well, I think... When the DC sniper was going on, there were some early dismissals or school closings when those shootings happened around there. You talking about the guy and the kid in the trunk? Yeah. Okay, so they do sometimes send kids home to look for serial killers. Lester, I think we're ready for you. I'm Lester Holt. Let's talk about a dateline. How do? I... Oh, oh, the new way we started. I forgot. Okay. <clears throat> And I thought of the word I'm going to say. Remember when I was like, am I going to say, how you doing? Am I going to say, what's up? I'm going to say this. Howdy, holdheads. Kurt Money here. Along with my co-host. You already know. It's your girl, Kateline. Here's Josh Mankiewicz with Open Desert. Originally airing December 7th and hosted by the one and only Jay Mank. IMDb description. When 16-year-old Brittany Ujaki disappears, a small town in Nevada bands together to track down a potential suspect, an unknown cowboy. But soon, their focus turns to someone much closer to Brittany. Kate, hit me with your thoughts on this app, on this basic bitch of a Thursday. This one's a shorty. Yep. I liked it. But right off the bat, did you notice how sloppy Lester looked in the opening? No! Lester. His top shirt button was unbuttoned and the jacket didn't fit quite right. And I wonder what's going on because I never noticed it before. And if he's doing multiple intros a day, I feel like I would have seen that in other ones. Yeah. Interesting. But I don't remember seeing that before. And it looked sloppy. So did it, but it's not like he's sick or something. It just looked like he's, his look is busted. Yeah. Okay. He looks the same as always. It's just the shirt was kind of, you know, ill-fitting and unbuttoned and not very polished. Yeah. So you, but you liked this episode. Yeah, I didn't mind it. We've definitely had worse. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm just so quick to go back to me hating Thursdays because, and even in this one, they said the word. Someone said snapped. Something happened and he snapped. This was a f***ing, like, I mean, it's not a snap technically because it's a guy. Snap does do guys. They do do guys. But I just mean like, this was such a ho-hum affair. I don't know. I don't, there's some fun stuff, but uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm not like super jazzed over here, you know? I think I might be more jazzed than you. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. I love it. And maybe you can turn me around. There's definitely stuff in here I liked though. All right. So this all went down early 2020 in Nevada. Spring Creek, Nevada. Elko County. Brittany is 16. She's in high school. She's a sophomore in high school. And she's got a great relationship with her dad. And she was with him at his band practice. Uh, Because her dad has a heavy metal group. 
Do you remember the name? Because I sure do. I do remember the name of the band. They're called File Not Found. Bingo. <laughs> we were called File Not Found. Hair band stuff, classic rock, heavy metal. And then she was the critic. Which kind well, <laughs> of reminds me of Dad Not Found from Richie Rich. Oh my, listen, that's so deep. I don't even remember that from Richie Rich. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You remember it. Okay. When Richie's location satellite system is trying to find his parents and it's like dad not found oh right dad okay. not found <laughs> dad not found dad not found wait have you seen that recently or or does that just live in does that live up there with you you think about that movie live in perpetuate live in perpetuate <laughs> No, File Not Found, though, that is pretty metal for the working man. Although, he's a coal miner. He did say coal miner. Yeah. But they're doing well. They have a four, what is it, 400 acres or whatever? They live at Yellowstone. Jim is Brittany's dad. He's a coal miner. Alicia is Brittany's mom, who I think is just a really dope hippie with beads in her dreads. Yeah. But I couldn't, I don't, it didn't seem like they were still together. No, they're not. They divorced immediately following. It honestly allowed me to focus on the episode because the whole time I'm going, wait, 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 wait. These two are together? I know. On the surface, they don't look like they match. And it turns out they didn't. They f***ed when they were 20 and she got pregnant, right? Yeah. Um. But I think land is probably very inexpensive out there, which is how they can have a big ranch. Oh, you think? Okay. The two still have a good relationship, but they definitely broke up like right after the baby. And I was cracking up though, because guess what? I kind of want to set her up with our guy from the clearing. Remember that hippie guy and I read his book, his wife died and he cleaned up and he looked like a teacher, but when his hair was long and scraggly, the guy is, why would you think I'd do that? Why'd you think I'd do that? Why? Why do you feel the need for me to say that? I just loved her, her hippie vibe. Yeah, she looked cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Brittany is at band practice with her dad. Brittany grew bored with a hair band featuring guys with very little hair. And she says she's going to get a ride home from her close friend, Bryce. Bryce Dickey and Brittany have been friends forever. Yeah. Classic besties, right? And mom and dad were always okay when she was somewhere with Bryce because he always looked after her and got her where she needed to be and got her home safely. So they didn't think anything bad was going to happen. Just going off with Bryce as usual. Bryce told detectives he and Brittany hung out for three and a half hours. Yep. And uh, Bryce was the last one that we know to see her because he had picked her up from band practice and according to Bryce, dropped her off in a parking lot where an unknown cowboy whose name might be JT has an F-150 and she got in it and drove away. Those are the last known whereabouts of Brittany, according to Bryce. Right. So the cops, they want to talk to Bryce. We see him on their body cam footage. And yep. he's pointing to the spot where he dropped her off at the school and where this unknown dude was and where he was parked. And that he was a tall white guy, a cowboy type, driving an old forest green F-150. Yep. And speaking of F-150s, uh -oh. there were so many in the area that even the Elko County Sheriff's Department were driving F-150s. Now, I've seen explorers and other SUVs used by police, but I don't think I've seen a cop truck before. But then again, I've never lived anywhere rural. <sighs> Listen... I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that was a retired 
cop who had the F-150. I wasn't a service cop. It was the old lieutenant who, he had left the department, drove an F-150. There were no, a lot no. of JTs at the department. No, they showed footage of their fleet of sheriff cars. And they were all F-150s? Yep. Okay. Hey, listen. It said sheriff's department on the side of the truck. Future Kurt set us straight because that sounds bonks to me. That's why I'm bringing it up. F-150 cop cars, you're saying? Yes. It said sheriff's department on the side. Okay. But yes, there were so many, specifically green F-150s in that county owned by someone with the initials JT that they didn't even know where to start. And like you said, there were even people in the sheriff's department who drove one. But I think it's hilarious that that's like the most common car in that county and that there could be more than like three JTs. It's not that populated of a county. Okay, I hear you. And I, I don't like that I'm being such a negative Nancy. But when I heard that, he didn't say their names were JT, just that their initials were. Like, my initials are KM for Kurt Money. I don't think it's that crazy that a few people have JT as their initials. I, but that they also drive a green that, F-150? He did not say that both of those things happen concurrently with all of these people. It was like this and this. Well, no, he didn't, because someone on Facebook is the one who suggested the name JT. But when they were cross-referencing people named JT who also own the green F-150, they had tons of hits. I, look, I wholeheartedly disagree, but again, Future Kurt will fix this, because I remember thinking it, it's one or the other, but together it would make more sense, but... Future Kurt here. Okay, now listen. There was, in fact, an F-150 shown on this episode of Dateline that was an official cop car. Kateline, you are correct. I did not see a fleet of them, but we did see one, so you get that absolutely. However, upon rewatch, I can confidently say that none of the JTs also drove a green F-150. That's a fact. Matter of fact, what's ironic about that description is we had a couple members of our task force, their initials were JT. And then we also had a retired sergeant that had just retired. He was driving around a pickup truck that matched the description. Current Kurt is correct in that they were just talking about them one at a time. Those were not overlapping hints they had to follow up on. So while current Kurt can claim victory, uh, that's true, but he doesn't have a whole lot of room to talk because he's been saying Ujaki for the last name. It's pronounced Jim Yulaki knows that sort of horror. And actually, you know what? Here's the craziest thing is that the the Britney's dad was not a coal miner. He's a gold miner. <laughs> Jim's a gold miner. We might have to relitigate this on pod because that's, I got a hell of a lot more questions. But anyway, in the meantime, back to the app. I honestly, I kind of felt again that they were stretching and I, and I got to point out this, uh, Bryce in the parking lot. Remember that part for later, because it's actually one of the things I did. I was on a roller coaster of emotions for this app and it had to do with that scene. And we'll get into that later, but just remember that little parking lot scene. I think later is pretty soon though, because this is a shorty. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, yeah, what happens next? Bryce gets arrested. <laughs> Do you like when Jay Mank was like, all girls Britney's age love horses? Yeah. No, yeah. they do not. Only horse <laughs> girls love horses. Yeah, that felt funny to me. We've discussed horse girls before, but yeah, I've never thought that all girls love horses. That seems a wild statement to me. <laughs> no, I think horses are pretty controversial in girl world. You either love them or you hate them. Yeah. I had a pony. Look, if we did a side-by-side -side of their faces, they did not look alike. But, Kateline, when that drone was cruising around J-Mank and Jim out in the desert or whatever, their body types are the same. 
They like it looked like J Mank was looking at a J Mank. Interesting. Because their hair and body shape was so identical. Did you notice that or no? I didn't, but I love that. Okay. Well, I'll send I'll send you a screenshot later. Okay, so Bryce tells the cops about this cowboy. They were looking hard for a tall cowboy driving a green pickup. And this is what they run with. They're out there looking for this cowboy, unknown cowboy. They're talking to Brittany's friends and her close friend, Kara. Why, that was cute. I liked her friend, Kara. Wasn't she sweet? She seemed really familiar. She seemed nice. She didn't like this Bryce guy, that's for sure. He's just there, and you don't really know why he's there. Okay, so they're out there looking for a cowboy. They're looking for a green F-150. And Bryce is leading the search party. Yeah, he's being super helpful. And making people out there on the search party better and trying to cheer people up. And I was like, oh... Bryce did it. He was setting up search parties. He was reassuring my son. He was there making me feel better. And that's why they hadn't done a talking head with him. 16 minutes in, I was like, yeah. oh, Bryce, you caught. Okay, now, you're right. And I, I, I wonder, I knew the second that he spit in the parking lot. <laughs> he, the first time we see him, we, he spit. No, I clocked the spit. And I said, why are they showing us that spit? And I was like, what is up? And then later when they said there's tobacco at the scene and stuff. You probably get DNA out of chewing tobacco, right? We could. I was like, God damn it, Dateline. But this is what I like, though. Sometimes we'll watch a Dateline and we'll be like, haha, Dateline, you thought you could pull a fast one on us. But you couldn't. We were ahead of you. This case right here, I'm not ahead of them. They're doing this shit on purpose. They want people to watch it going, I knew it the whole time. I think that's just the beauty of television. And I think that... I thought I was super smart, and I was like, oh. Then I rewatched the yep. That first time that they show that spit, they slowed it down just a little. Did they? Because they want you to catch it. Because that's Dateline planting seeds. Because they want you to do what I was doing. Sit their arms crossed going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I fell for it. I knew the steps, but it's like, it felt good. It's it's kind of the, the NCIS tactic, right? Where they make the viewers think they're little geniuses watching a show that's so clearly written in a way where you can follow it and you're 10 steps ahead of it. Yeah. And it makes everybody feel smart and good about themselves. So they keep watching. Totally. Shout out to Jillionaire, who's an idiot. <laughs> Wait, does Jillianer watch NCIS? She's seen every episode, hundreds and hundreds of episodes, and she, it makes her feel so smart. She's like, oh, it's that guy. I know, he did it. And I'm like, yeah, we all know he yeah. did it. <laughs> so they, oh wait, oh, okay. Bryce is out there leading the charge. We're looking for the cowboy, we're looking for JT. The mom, the cool hippie mom starts getting texts from an unknown number. And what do these texts say? What did they say? They were saying, we have your daughter and she's sick. The medicine we gave her didn't make her feel better and she's going to die unless you get us money, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. I forgot because that was so stupid. I, I forgot about it. it. Okay, but it's stupid, but I want to know so much more about it. And this might be why I'm frustrated this episode because then they go, the dad goes, well, I rolled my eyes. I knew that was bullshit. Okay. Uh, because they said they wanted it in Apple gift cards. I guess easy to turn around or whatever. So then the cop said, It seemed like one of the gift card scams that in law enforcement we're seeing all over the nation. Okay, tell me what the scam is then. They just left it at that. Basically, all they said was, they just figured it was bullshit because there's a scam like that going around. Plus, they found her body the next day. But I just wanted to know one more nugget of info about what this scam is that happens all over now. And like what they were doing to actually investigate that. It sounds like they didn't do anything. I'm not here to be down on them for not doing their job, which I love to do and I will do in a heartbeat. But in this case, I just genuinely wanted one more level of information. 
I just, I could not believe how many times they said, like, they set up that they knew it was bullshit, but then they just kept going. Like, have you ever heard of a scam? Have you ever heard it being a scam to call someone whose kid is missing and do this and say gift cards only? No, I've heard of Apple gift card scams, like scamming old people, but never specifically someone who is currently looking for their missing child. I haven't heard that. Yeah. And I mean, I also kind of want to spend more time on it because I'm mad at the killer in this episode, but guess who I'm just as mad at is these pariahs in the world, ambulance chaser types or whatever, where it's like somebody saw this on the news and then went to the trouble to find her personal cell phone number to try and scam her out of a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that infuriates, doesn't that, I just like, ugh, sucks, man. It's the worst possible time to pull a scam on someone. Yeah, I just, ugh. But they didn't fall for it. That's true, that's true. Alicia's no dummy. Uh, well, you know, that's sad. The mom was like, I didn't care if it was fake. Somebody said my daughter was sick, so she started raising the money. And then then it was, well, they found the body, so don't worry about it. Hmm. But I kind of, I like, uh, I would kind of like to investigate that and arrest those people. That just as a bonus thing. They could think? probably track down that phone number, right? Well, yeah, but uh, yeah. And how did they get her cell? If it's someone that she knows, this is concerning, right? Mm. Is there a way that she just got it? Somebody got it illegally? Like, I don't, what do you think? I don't know. It's a good question. Huh. Okay. But yeah, thankfully the mom didn't have to hand over any money. Uh, the next day, somebody spots a blue tarp out in the desert. And it's the body of Brittany. And the dad knew it. I mean, he's... A uh, realist about all this. Mm-hmm. He v- was acting like day one. He's like, oh, she's dead. Yeah. Right. Well, because Brittany would call him once an hour, every hour. What the f? What is that? No matter what, just out of pure respect, she didn't have to, but Brittany called me every hour, no matter what. As soon as she didn't call him to check in and then he couldn't reach her, he knew something was up because that just never happened. They were talking all day and listen. Kurt, you and I are close with our moms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I talk mm -hmm. to Jillionaire like once or twice a day, but every Mm -hmm. hour? Damn. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It'd be difficult for me to do that with someone I was living with. Like, what about when they go to the movies or something? Every hour seems insane to me. It does seem insane. It's a little excessive, but. And to call, not a text, to call and say, hey dad, I'm where I was 58 minutes ago. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, remember when the friend was saying that they would lay out and look at the stars together and just talk for hours? I actually thought about how she had to stop that conversation several <laughs> times to call her dad and be like, we're still here, laying out. Oh my God, you're right. I didn't think of that, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody knows it's Bryce, but look, we're in the middle of the episode, so they've got to plant a few more seeds. And one of those seeds I loved, which was maybe she was bullied to death because of this little video that they had. Brittany at the rodeo. She's in the white shirt. And she's fighting two girls. Now, I loved this f-ing video, Kate. Do you know why I loved it? Because you... Because she whooped some ass. Two on one. Brittany f***ing owned them. You don't mess with horse girls. You f***ing don't mess with horse girls. They know how to fight. Damn right. She had those two down on the ground at the end of that video. She had them both in each hand. And it was awesome because her first push sucked. Like, she kind of tripped. But by the end of the vid, I was like, Brittany, this is a win for you. I hope someone sent you this vid and you threw it up on your Snapchat. So she had, like, actual enemies at age 15, 16? You know, girls just don't like other girls. So Bryce said he dropped or droped (laughs) Brittany 
<laughs> off at the school, but Dateline never mentioned if they checked surveillance cameras at the school. They did find surveillance elsewhere of him driving around, not where he said he was. Yeah. But I was waiting for them to prove his entire story wrong because of school surveillance. Yeah. And I wonder if they could have. Look, it's a possibility. Oh, boy, is this... I wouldn't expect this of Dateline, but what I'm going to present, maybe shows do it. What if there was that footage, they just didn't mention it because then there wouldn't be an episode? Oh, yeah. What do you think? Totally. But does that, is that ethical? Like, you know, I'm particular about rules of true crime shows. I think that, like, you need at least one actual photo to be able to be included in the genre. I think it's ethical because they probably grabbed surveillance at the school and this other surveillance at the gas station or wherever it was at the same time, just getting it from all around to stitch together like a timeline. And then when they saw it wasn't at the school, they followed the trail that they did have. Yeah. And you know what? It could be that this all happened in 40 hours or whatever. Like a lot of times we don't know the timeline necessarily. So it could just be that this all happened so fast. Like you're saying, they got that video at the same time they got this one. Like it all just came in or whatever. Mm -hmm. They also find a photo that Brittany put on her TikTok the day she died. And it's got Bryce in it. And it looks like they're basically in the exact place where her body was found in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Although everywhere kind of looks like that. So there's definitely plausible deniability, but it was pretty suspicious. Like, what were they doing out there when he said they weren't? And then there's this photo. Yeah. Did they, did they have her phone or no? Because, I mean, if there's anything we know about pictures you take on your phone, that GPS is in there. I mean, it's in the metadata. I don't remember hearing about her phone, uh, just that that was posted to her social meds. Yeah. So when they first met with Bryce, they had him come into the department and stuff. They, they interviewed him. There's some footage of that. They get a DNA sample, which Jay Mank loved to roast, right? Like that's something an innocent person does or a dumb, guilty one. A dumb, guilty one without a lawyer. That's very true. Which is what an innocent person would do. That's correct. Or a foolish, guilty one. <laughs> that is also yeah. correct. So he gives up his DNA. They send that to the lab. So they found not tobacco spit, but just like remnants of a tobacco pouch, like near where Brittany died. And that was the exact same tobacco that Bryce was spitting in the video earlier. So it was like the smoking gun. That's kind of... They also found a used condom. Yes. Okay. Did they have consensual sex? I don't know. Because a condom would make you think that it was. Exactly. And if that's the case, then I demand to know where it went wrong. What do you think happened? You know, unfortunately, or maybe even fortunately, we'll never know exactly what happened. Because, like, he never gave his full story, and, like, at one point he said they did have sex. But do you think it was consensual? I mean, the cops believe it is, even. It may have been, and then maybe she said at the end, like, that didn't mean anything, or, like, that we're not a couple or whatever. And then maybe that's what set him off and he killed her. Okay. Because he'd been in love with her for years. Yeah. I mean, this is a classic bullshit thing of, I mean, this friend zone, they even say friend zone in the episode that he was tired of being in the friend zone, right? Yeah. Ugh. I don't, this is definitely your soapbox to go on because I'm a guy in this scenario, so I'm not going to harp on it. But I would like to agree with you like you did in the past when you say that women have so many men in their lives that could kill them. Mm -hmm. And now here is another example of something that happens to women all the time in that they're not into a guy, so they remain friends with them because they're friendly people, and then they get killed for it because that person carried a torch for them for 10 years or whatever. Like, I feel like that reverse doesn't happen. Like, I, I feel so dangerous 
for a girl to have a guy friend whatsoever? It can be tricky, for sure. <sighs> I've never felt like one of my guy friends was maybe going to kill me because I didn't reciprocate feelings. But I've definitely felt like some friendships were kind of never the same once feelings were expressed and not reciprocated. Okay. I can see how it is dangerous for women. And I have a lot of guy friends, but I also have a lot of girlfriends. So it's not like I'm one of those. I'm just like a, a guy's gal. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. I just, even the ones that are okay, like they're saying how he was so nice and they trusted him and how he couldn't defend himself. How could he kill someone else? Blah, 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 blah. But you know, he's been quote unquote in love with her or whatever. Like this has all been a long con to him. The whole thing. And especially when they said he was always her ride. He'd come sit over at the house while Brittany was getting her makeup on to go to the rodeos. He was always her ride. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And he was, he was in the friend zone? I'm shocked. Uh-huh. I'm absolutely shocked, Kate. The guy that drives her everywhere all the time and he just thought she's gonna wake up one day and realize i was right in front of her the whole time no she knows where you are <laughs> she's not interested <laughs> and genuinely wants a friendship yeah but men don't think that they can be friends with women unless they're providing some kind of service to them or i don't know if it's they can't accept it so they're just always ready to jump at the chance he's kind of just one of those geeky kids you look at the ground when you talk to him here's my thing when a woman goes crazy and kills her ex, it's either a spur of the moment, in the moment thing, or it's like a planned out revenge that's super evil. I don't know stories like this that happened with like a girl that was in the friend zone with a guy and then 10 years later, she's tired of faking it and then he turned her down and so she shot him. Like, like does that happen? No, nope. That's, sucks, man. Yeah, but y you and I are friends. And we even went on a date once. Yeah, no doubt. But it wasn't real. I mean, obviously it's possible. Although I didn't think it was growing up. I feel like I was definitely guilty of perpetuating perpetuating this, oh no, I'm in the friend zone. Like, I feel like I've definitely genuinely said that in my teens. I'm not happy about it. Like, I feel like I, I've been this guy before thinking I'm playing by the rules when it's not by the rules. Well, there's a difference between like in it for the long haul, playing the long game, and just being evil. All right. Doctor Evil. Hello, Hello Dr. Evil. Hello, Hello, Scott. When Bryce was talking about the truck that he saw that wasn't actually real, he was talking about how it was like a green single cab. Yeah. And I was like, oh boy, is this going to be another car detail that yeah. solves the case? But no, yeah. Bryce lied. He did that shit. It is funny how much your car expertise is coming in handy. I know. I mean, it's come up a lot. It's great. Right? It's pretty sweet. Hey, did Bryce have the oldest defense attorney ever? <laughs> oh, God, I'm... <laughs> You mean Carl from Up? I mean, he was a dead ringer for Carl from Up. That guy, that guy sounded like an old, crusty prospector. Well, <laughs> I think Bryce yeah. wasn't guilty. Like his mouth is doing the old person thing where it's always moving a little extra. And he had like, like Waterston eyebrows. <laughs> Oh, that guy was so great. With that first shot of him with those thick specs at his desk, I was like, wow, wow. So good. And Brittany and he were very close friends. The evidence of that was overwhelming. The detective in here was fine, right? I don't even remember his name, right? Was there anything wrong with him? No, he's fine. Yeah. All right, well, I think it's list time. Hey, hey. 
unnamed list. Well, I don't have anything on my list. You almost, you almost did. Jim almost squeaked out a sorry in front of Jay Mink. From the day she was born, she kind of saved my life. That's, oh, she's here we go. How'd she save your life? That's okay. Hey, it happens. We've had goose eggs before. Although, it was a small town, but they didn't really give us the impression that it was the kind of town where things like this just don't happen. Yeah, I think that's an important distinction, is it really becomes part of the story that, like, they didn't used to have to lock their doors, but now they do. Bummer. Yeah, they didn't really talk about it being, like, a place where everybody knows your name. It kind of just seemed yeah. more like a a ranching Wild West vibe than a, a Mayberry type vibe. Yeah. Carts! Kick-ass list! Kick-ass Kick-ass list! All right, I only had one thing on my list and it was talking about movies. I wasn't comparing things to movies. He might have been influenced by American Assassin, this movie with Michael Keaton that's on Netflix and not worth watching. No noise, no mess. There's a scene in that movie where the instructor is teaching a group of new assassins how to properly kill somebody. All right, so that does it. This was a Thursday shorty, if I've ever seen one. But what do we have next? The next one is The Last Weekend. It's about a trumpeter. Is this one that you're saying is a repeat? I have seen this. This is one of those ones. Okay. 100% I have seen this one. Police investigate the murder of a musician whose body was found in the remote Colorado Rockies. All right, but that sounds like a new one. You are convinced that it's not. I mean, I say we roll with it, and if it's not, we'll talk about it. I mean, if it is a repeat, we won't talk about it. We should just talk about it anyway. Let's do it. Let's fucking talk about it anyway. I'm into it. The guy wears funny hats. He's a trumpeter. I saw snow in the thumbnail. I'm fucking in. Yep. And on that note, I'm Kurt Money. I'm Kate Line. I'm Lester Holt. For all of us. I'm Lester Holt. Good night. Perpetute.